Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Friday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlick and McLean podcast presented by Ingalls, the official supermarket of Gramlick and McLean. And Mac, it is a football Friday. We have so many games to talk about, but we're already off to a great start because you know what, Mac? I press record. Yes. Come on. How about you? Showing, sharing some love with the people, letting them in, letting them see what's going on. Y'all, we did 20 minutes mm-hmm. of an episode. And then we realized it. That was and tough. It just okay. shows hey, it shows it. what a good co-worker and co-host and person Mac is because we were uh, like 18 no. minutes in <laughs> and I looked down and I realized I hadn't pressed it. And I was like, Mac, I haven't pressed record. And he just started laughing. He's like, it's okay. Let's do it again. I mean, what a guy. Yeah, it was good what practice. Honestly, I think it was much better the yeah. second time. So, you know, maybe we start doing that. You know, maybe not. Who knows? We, we don't have time. Uh, but yeah, we're here. <laughs> yeah, right, right. First, like normal week which is exciting still you know it's kind of not a normal week really week three yeah. will be the first normal week because you know i didn't get home till tuesday everything's thrown off it's weird it's different um and so yeah so so this is the beginning of normalcy which is exciting and it's funny enough kg i was talking to somebody the other day you know they, they like asked me to go to to lunch or something a couple of weeks ago and i'm like i can't like it's too crazy hilarious when the season starts my schedule will you know be better and they're like what <laughs> What are you talking about? It's like, it's what you do. It's crazy, but I know when it's crazy, right? Like I know what's going to be happening. So uh, that's where we are now. And uh, yeah, so I think the best thing to do this weekend is to go to Ingalls, load up on meats, load up on snacks, tailgate all day long, because there are 14 freaking games, KG, in the ACC. We're rolling. We're getting it going. And of course, Ingalls provides just like always. Exactly right, Eric McLean, whether you're couch gating or tailgating, in person, Ingles has what you need. Let's get to a quick message from our great friends at Ingles. Did you know Ingles only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Maybe it's time to reward yourself. Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. Grass-fed, organic, you name it. Not only that, we'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. And we grind meat fresh in the store multiple times a day. It's all in the bag. That's the best meat in town for the best folks in town. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. Mac, as you said, we have many, many, many games. So let's go ahead and get into it with our big game breakdown. The three biggest games of the weekend. Let's start with this one. Number 10, Notre Dame at NC State. Notre Dame's a seven and a half point favorite. This game is in Raleigh. You said that we talked about there's so many games. There were no ACC teams playing each other. But if you go by which teams have full votes... In the ACC, Notre Dame is an ACC team. Okay, that was just being snarky. No one knows how, but here we are. This is what we're doing. Here we are. So neither of these teams, I would say NC State has played the tougher opponent. Notre Dame played two terrible teams. They played one in Ireland and they played one in South Bend. But they've looked really, really, really good. And here's my main concern, Mac, with this game. NC State gave up 160 rushing yards to UConn. And Notre Dame is going to run the dang ball. You know, interesting though, stats, well, we're a little worried, but stats can be misleading, right? Because one 75-yard run and boom, there you are over 100 yards and it's like the sky's falling. Up until that point, it wasn't that bad. But I do agree. Uh, it, it's something where, you know, is what it is. That, that's, what, that's what's on the numbers there. That's who you are up until this point. 
the thing that I'm most most interested in this game, KG, just from a, a NC State perspective, how vanilla mm. were they on purpose, or how much were they holding back offensively, defensively, whatever, understanding this game's like right now, here, coming, week two, um, because you know it, it's it's human nature to think that we can probably get by these guys with you know a, a third of the playbook, right? I think that's yeah. fair to say, and they did, and now probably a little uglier than maybe some state fans and, and you know, staff members and players would want. But uh, as but you said, Mac, UConn's a bowl team. You called their That's bowl. That's right, they're a bowl game. They're a bowl team. Um, but so, you know, I, I am interested in that. Do we see a different-looking NC State team? Now, of course, that probably will also happen. They're at home, top 10 opponents coming into town. There's going to be a lot of juice from that as to, uh, standpoint. But, you know, just execution-wise and, and personnel-wise, are guys making plays? Shots down the field. Are we running Brendan nineteen times? Please don't. Um, you know that that's what I'm. I'm interested to to see and and see what happens there. Yeah, and you bring up running Brennan. He was basically their run game against UConn, and we've talked about the biggest concern for NC State in in recent years has been running the ball. I think you have in in most years, most times, most games that you play Notre Dame, you have to be able to run the ball to beat them. Because that's what they're going to do. They're going to control the time of possession. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball with Estime, who is an absolute baller. So that's my question with this game. Is can NC State run the ball? Can they commit to the run? Do they even want to? And can you beat Notre Dame without running it, Matt? Because I don't think you can. Right. Well, you know, I, I will say if you get some turnovers, you know, you stop yeah. their run. Let's turn it into who can throw better. And, and one little fun nugget that – out of all my TV things that I've been doing, no little slight flex. Uh, the last two times that Sam Hartman has played NC State, three interceptions each. So six interceptions in the last two games against these guys. So NC State, man, that, that slobbering wolf's like licking its chops saying, let's go. Let's get to town. What do you want to do here? Um, but obviously much different situation. His offensive line is, is elite. Uh, you know, pass catchers will be interesting to see. I think I don't even think it's close. The pass catchers were better at Wake Forest, but you know, guys figuring it out. He has a couple of freshmen up there that are doing a good job. Um, so I am interested to see that chess battle between, you know, the, the offense of Notre Dame and Tony Gibson and this, you know, NC State defense. And really for, for NC State to play to the level that I think they can defensively, um, which there there were flashes all across that UConn game where I'm like, okay, here it is. And then of course that big long run, I'm just like, what are we doing? What am I looking at here? You know, this isn't what I thought when I signed up for with these guys. So th- there's a lot of interesting things where I know there's three games between the two of them, but I think we will truly find out about each of these teams yeah. right here, right now on ABC uh, at, at high noon on uh, on Saturday, which I'm disappointed it's a noon game, KG. We don't get the full Rollywood experience at night. I was going to bring that up. I think that's – no. look, it's still a positive for NC State that the game is in Carter-Finley, of course. But I, I always think a noon game for the home team, mm-hmm. in some ways that benefits the, the the road team. Sure. Because the fans are coming a little late. Maybe they're not as locked in. They're not as rowdy, whatever it is. We know Carter-Finley is a, kind of a scarier place at night. So that's not great, but it's still good for NC State to be at yeah. home. Yeah. Mac, you bring up Sam Hartman. This was my crazy stat. You kind of stole my stat oh, whoops, here, whoops, 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 <laughs> I'm rubbing off on you. So six interceptions in the last two. Sam Hartman's played NC State three times. His record against NC State is one and two. Mm. So not great. And overall, his average in those three games, 55% completion, 
averaging 308 yards passing. So he still, that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Total of six touchdowns, six picks, one rushing touchdown. Mm. So the first game that he played, he didn't have a pick. But the last two, he's had three picks each. And that's what's interesting is this love affair so far in South Bend between Sam Hartman and Notre Dame is perfect, right? Because they've played nobody and they love having Sam Hartman. And he's a great quarterback. But when push comes to shove, the other big difference maker in this game, and you brought it up, is the turnovers. Mm -hmm. Can NC State force Sam Hartman to get a little interception happy because we know he can, and that could really change this game. That's right. He's he's due for one. As great of a player he is, (laughs) it never matters what season is. There's one game where you're just like, what happened? You know, what's what's going on here? And, yeah. uh, you know, could it be this one? Could it be the Clemson game? I'm kind of hoping for that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but the other thing with with this NC State team, uh, KG, is, is we need skill players to step up, right? It, it eerily felt like Virginia last year where mm. guys aren't catching the ball. Drops. Nobody's getting open. It's really weird. What's going on? I would love to see Lesane really step up and ball out in this game. And it's going to be tough. Like Notre Dame's defensive backfield is good. Uh, especially when you look at some of those cornerbacks and going to be a challenge. Like Brennan's going to have to be on it. I bet we see, you know, kind of Trent Penix open up a little bit more. He only had one, you know, catch last week and you know, maybe just use him a little bit more, again, creatively because we weren't wanting to show anything. And I understand that. And I think that makes a lot of sense there. Uh, same thing with Jordan Houston. Got to get him involved and Allen in the run game. Uh, and Mims, who looked great. You know, he got eight carries. He had the second most carries uh, of the running backs there. So, you know, whatever it is, I do not want it to just be Brennan do everything, which, listen, yeah. he's that good of a player to do that, but I, I just want to see him in game 12, too. I don't want to only see him right. in game three. I, I don't want the body cast to come out, KG. Let's keep that thing at bay. We don't need it here in Raleigh, okay? <laughs> if you missed that, was it two years ago? Two years when, ago. When Brennan yeah. was balling at Virginia, but it was like. They would just wheel them onto the field and be like, all right, man, good luck. And they're just wrapped. Everything's wrapped up. Figure it out, bro. <laughs> I agree with you on that. Okay, Mac, let's make a pick. Notre Dame is a seven and a half point favorite at NC State. By the way, props. The first week, Mac went seven and two. I went six and three. Both are very good against Vegas, but Max is exceptional at seven and two. So I'm trying to make up a game this week. I think Notre Dame wins. I think Notre Dame covers. I'm taking Notre Dame minus seven and a half. I don't trust NC State to be able to run it against Notre Dame, and I don't really trust them to be able to stop the run. I got to say, KG, you led us all on astray a little bit right there. I thought that we might have oh, really? a little discussion, anything, and you just, no, nah, going with the Irish. There's nothing to, to have done here. Uh, and, and sadly, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just with you. I'll just jump into that. I was going to say I was struggling, going back and forth a little bit, which I, I am. Oh, did you uh, want to le- lead the people on a little no, more? No, I, I, I don't know. I just, you know, I thought you might have. Um, Mac, we have 13 Yeah, games. we got to roll. We got to keep going. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with the Irish until proven otherwise, right? And they, they just have the ACC's number. Now, of course, it is. That hook is a little scary to me mm-hmm. just because, you know, they win by a touchdown, you lose all your money and all these fine people listening to us. Um, but I, I think I'm going Notre Dame. Would not be shocked, though, if we see a totally different NC State team. Kind of hope we do. I hope I lose this one uh, because I want NC yeah. State to win the game. But it's one of those things. Until I see it, I'm not really going to believe it. Even though I agree. last time they played, was in a hurricane? Actually, I need to It was. It was, it was in a hurricane yeah, in so Raleigh. Mm-hmm. We need to see. We'll see. Anyway, I'm going with the Golden Domers. hate to say it. I'm wearing a green shirt. What am I doing? Unbelievable. Yeah, and we know that you, at one point in your childhood, were forced to wear Notre Dame gear. We've also yeah. I mean, that's like negligence and, you know, like child abuse. That's crazy. 
this is a quick sidebar. I did put Jacob in Notre Dame onesie when Coach McGraw visited, but that was only because it's a legend. And You're the she same. gave it to You're us. You're the same as my parents. You are an abuser. I'm reporting you. <laughs> okay. I'm reporting you. <laughs> well, speaking of gear, I would never put my child in. Texas A&M is traveling to <laughs> Miami. Number 23, Texas A&M. They're ranked because, of course, Mac. They're a four-point favorite down in South Beach. Now, both of these teams went five and seven last year. So we're in similar situations. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out here. This is my crazy stat. I'm just going to set the stage with this game because I'm really excited for this game. I saw this tweet from David Hale. A&M and Miami are essentially mirror images of each other the last two seasons, or the last two decades, excuse me, Mac. Have you seen this? Yes. Top 25 seasons, Miami 6, A&M 5. 10-win seasons, Miami 1, A&M 1. Conference titles, Miami 0, A&M 0. Record versus rival, Miami's 8-12 versus Florida State. A&M is 6-14 versus Texas and LSU. Overall record, Miami 142-97, and A&M 145-94. They are the same. That's crazy. So both massive players in NIL and yes. transfer portal. It's really weird. It's very weird. Massive brands, all this types of stuff, but the same. And so all that being said, AM won last year. Miami wins this year. If if they're just going to mirror each other, it would make a lot of sense. But AM, <laughs> they beat New Mexico week one, 52 to 10. New Mexico is very bad, but uh they looked good, more pace, more downfield plays. The new quarterback looked really good. Five touchdowns. Wegman, I believe is how you say it. And so that's interesting. I mean, the fact that A&M was more explosive in week one, they're scoring all these points. Right. Can they do that again? Yeah. And I think it's, you know, interesting. You know, when you look at the quarterback, 20% of his passes were touchdowns. Like, that's nuts. That's yeah. a big old number. Um, When's the last time an A&M quarterback threw five TDs in a game? I, I don't know. I don't, know. I don't even think Kellen did that. You have to – Johnny? Maybe the, uh, the LSU game a couple years ago was probably that game. Oh, yeah. It was like 100 game, yeah. to 100. Um, I will end a bet he did it then. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to see this game, KG. You know, a lot of reasons with Miami uh, uh, last year beating Miami of Ohio, or last game, beating Miami of Ohio. Uh, you know, we were just talking about how will that game translate. And the way I think it will is the big, nasty offensive line up front, yep. paving the way for a running game against a big, bad you know SEC defense here. And really taking a step to where Mario Cristobal and company want this to go, which is a very physical team that can run at will and then kind of have complementary passing. Um, you know, each of these teams kind of, again, similar to what I, I was saying about NC State, probably didn't show a ton, you know, on mm-hmm. purpose because of this game two, this week two here. Uh, and, and just who who can be better, who can step up, who can execute, who won't have the the silly, you know, penalties there and and you know, I think defensively, I give the edge to Miami in this game. Flying around, big old athletes. You know that defensive line is sick. Uh, you know for Miami, we saw my guy Bain, the, the true freshman there, look really good and, and flash. And he'll have a massive opportunity here. You know because mm-hmm. he's he's going to have to step up. Um, and then you know just the secondary. Can, can they take advantage of what's going to be probably a pass heavy you know offense and, and get their hands on the football and create some you know dynamic game-changing type plays. When you look at James Williams all over the field, Cam Kitchens, the, the things that he can do in the backfield. So I'm excited to see it, Kelly. I, I think that, uh, you know, Tyler Van Dyke, who who just actually put out for Tyler Van Dyme, he, he finally I saw that. that. Trademarked uh, it. Yeah, big trademark there for my guy. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I want to see him take it to another level, to the level that we all think he can play at, which ultimately I think could lead to being in the first round. So, you know, to do that, this is the perfect opponent. Massive opportunity here for Miami, brand game, sponsored game. When, when you look at the 
the level of intensity. Uh, and, and again, a ranked opponent at your house. Let's get it done. Let's go. Well, that's another question I have, Mac, is, is the atmosphere. How's it going to be? And I think for a game like this and the fact that it's early in the season, Miami's 1-0, I think the atmosphere should be pretty good. Yeah. The atmosphere helped A&M last year. So this is a home-and-home situation. I think that's got to help you if you're Miami. But you bring up the safeties with Kitchens and, and Williams. I think that's the matchup. Those guys versus this young quarterback yeah. who game one looked great, super confident, but now you're going to go up against some All-Americans in the backfield. How does he handle that? And then, Mac, I don't know when I became like an old-school 70s football coach, <laughs> but the fact that Miami – can run the ball and is more willing to run the ball with that new offensive line. Right. I think them being able to run it again, time of possession, kind of establish the pace of the game, maybe keep the ball out of AM's hands a little more than than New Mexico was able to do. I think that can be a big factor in this game. So I like that for Miami. Miami's almost the more ball control, old school looking team. And AM somehow all of a sudden has this offense, but I still don't really trust that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. We'll uh, see. Well, let's be honest, KJ. You've always kind of been a run-the-ball type of girl. Like, I that's have. just your, that's I your have. vibe. That's your How vibe. I was raised. Um, all right, well, let's let's pick this game because I think we both oh, okay. are – I think we're both very similar in how we think this game will go and the, the you know, benefits, whatever you want to call it, the edge. I think we both are kind of leaning Miami here. So let, what do you got, four and a half? Is that the number? So I, I have it down at four. Oh, the hook is gone. I like that. Yes, which to me is a huge – I think that's big difference too. Sure. I'm taking Miami to cover. Yeah. Miami plus four. Could this come down to a field goal game? Very possible. Then you're fine with Miami. But Restrepo's healthy. We talked so many times about how TVD not having him last year at A&M was huge. They did not have this O-line last year at A&M. They were not running the ball like this. They were just not in a – good place compared to now injury wise health wise all that so I think Miami does it Mac and then you know the Miami hype train really gets rolling but right. I think Miami plus four here yeah I think it, it's pretty simple too there and and just when I'm looking at these players I mean of course it starts with that offensive line and the big nasties up front uh you know I think Jalen Rivers uh you know Francis Maui Noah the true freshman both the bookends are going to have a big day and have to have a big day obviously protecting TVD but also just running the football. I mean, you know, you got Parrish, Fletcher, Allen, Chaney, um, all those guys had eight or nine touches, either a touchdown or nine touches or more. And I, I just think that that's important, you know, to have a stable like that. Yeah. Where you feel confident and, and some big bodies in there too. I mean, Mark Fletcher, true freshman, six two and a half, two twenty five, like freaky, freaky looking guy. And he showed some wheels too there. Uh, and, and then you bring up Restrepo. I think Colby Young is very important in this mm -hmm. whole thing. I mean, he's changed his body. He looks fantastic. Big, tall basketball player that the first catch of the season was like a little tunnel screen that he took to the crib uh, for 45 yards and, and a touchdown there. So I feel pretty confident about this team. I, I think the the four is, is a no-brainer. I think the Canes get their season off to a really nice start. It would be huge. This would be a massive, massive win for Miami. They need it right now, Mac. Okay, this game, our final game in our big game breakdown. Then the speed round. Oh, man, we've got lots of games in the speed round. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, 6.30 p.m. kick on the CW Network. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Following reruns of hopefully One Tree Hill. Yes, of course. Incredible show. Of course. We'll see. So this game, you know, now kind of a power five, I guess, power four, whatever you want to call it. Pitt's hosting Cincinnati. 
And this is interesting too, Mac, because Scott Satterfield left Louisville. He's now at Cincinnati. So Satterfield has some familiarity with Pitt. I actually looked this up for you, sir. He is one and one against Pittsburgh, lost to Pitt in 2020, beat him in 2022. So Mm. has had some success there. And Cincinnati, Emory Jones is their quarterback, yes. who has been all over the nation. Let me just go ahead and give you this stat. Both quarterbacks in this game have played at three different schools and are sixth year collegiate quarterbacks. Wow. Right? They're still in school. Does he even go here? Like he's so old. <laughs> Dracovic played at Notre Dame, Boston College, and Pitt. Emory Jones, Florida, Arizona State, Cincinnati, both in their six seasons. Same high school class as Trevor Lawrence, Mac. That's oh, what we've got with these dudes. Wow. That uh, that's some interesting intel right there. He's going into year They're three old. of his uh NFL career. Yeah, exactly. They're <laughs> that old. That is insane. Um, I'll start. I'll start here with with Cincinnati. It's basically uh, Louisville. I don't want to say JV team. Louisville's second team. Louisville if you played Lane. at Louisville and you didn't want to play at Louisville anymore, you just went to Cincinnati. And there's a lot of those guys. Uh, of course, including the coaching staff. So we kind of know schematically what they're going to be or try to be. Mm -hmm. And they accomplished that game one. I mean, my gosh, they did whatever they wanted. Uh, Had like six, 700 yards of offense, maybe a little more. Uh, You know, and and Jones was unbelievable. I mean, five touchdowns, throwing the pill all over the yard, 19 of 23. I mean, that's (laughs) nuts. Uh, It's impressive to see there. So, you know, obviously he's going to want to try to replicate that as best as he can. But you know, good luck with QBK over there. And, of course, he's, he's a more athletic guy, so you got to really pay attention mm-hmm. to your rush lane, stay disciplined, you know, all those big nasties up front. Uh, and, and then, of course, if you're in man-to-man, uh, you got to pay attention because you're just screaming with your guy down the field, boom, there's the quarterback mm-hmm. uh, taking off and running because you aren't paying attention there. So certainly something that they're going to have to pay attention to, that stretch zone. As we know, everything with at you know Louisville with Coach Scott Satterfield there, it was all based off of that. So if you can mm-hmm. shut that down, if you can limit that, then you've got a really good chance, really good opportunity here to limit what they want to do offensively, which, again, that's that's what Pitt does. They shut down the run. They get after the quarterback. Yeah. Really dominant on the defensive side of the ball. And then, you know, when you look at, at what Pitt wants to do offensively, I still think it's run heavy. You know, they want to get their guys. Big Carter, you know, led the way. And I think Ronnie Hammond Jr., another guy, if those two can really get rolling at a high clip. Then you got old Sebo back there who, who is ready to run through somebody's face at, at will. Uh, you know, you, you feel good about that. If Phil can get a little bit more involved in the, in the run game, I think that would be nice. Uh, and, and then, honestly, I can't remember if we talked about this or not, KG, on the last episode, but, you know, there's these things that can happen where you're just like, that. we should have learned a lesson there, and we didn't because mm-hmm. Phil was scrambling around through that pass against a, a good team that's a pick. Against Walford, it was a touchdown. He can't do things of that nature to that extent. Like I know he can still create and, and be a dude, but you got to be careful about that because that's a game, you know, momentum swinging, changing type thing. There, uh, you know, if, if that's a pick instead of a touchdown against a power four and a half school uh, like Cincinnati. So, you know, when when you look at this game, Kelly, it, it's going to be physical. I think it's going to come down to the line of scrimmage. Um, it might be a weird game. We'll, we'll see. I, I, I just. I feel confident with Pitt, but that's a lot of firepower that Cincinnati is going to be bringing. will be interesting to see if they can slow it down. Yeah, with Emory Jones, who you probably remember him from Florida. I remember him at Florida. I do not remember him at Arizona State, to be honest, <laughs> last year. I don't remember that at all. Uh, but he is a dynamic, dual threat kind of guy. He's played a lot of college football, just like Phil Dracovic. Yeah. 
So I think this will he will be a challenge containing him for Pitt's defense. What I'm most intrigued by is how does this offense look when they're really trying to show stuff against Wofford? Like, you don't really know. But can Jerkovic get into a rhythm? Can he show that this could be a really good year for him and for Pitt? I'm, I'm intrigued. Bob Memes, Mumfield, these guys, can they make plays? Can this Pitt offense get going? I think you're going to need that. Right. I think Pitt's offense, yes, the defense has to show up and, and Emory Jones is, is going to be a problem. But I'm, I really want to see this offense get going. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think also looking at Kenny Johnson, you know, the talented freshman there, would love to see him stretch the field, get a couple deep balls. Uh, yeah. And then our guy, Gavin, Bartholo- Gavin Bartholomew as well. Uh, special a tight name, end. It, and, and it's late. Uh, but I'm excited to see him. And really just, again, this pit, this pit team and, and think that they uh, – and they got a chance. They have a difficult schedule. Let me pull it up real quick. They have a difficult schedule here with Cincinnati, West Virginia, West Virginia next, right? and then North Carolina. So it's a mm-hmm. tough, you know, kind of three game stretch here. Uh, and then they, you know, kind of dive into conference play, like I said, starting with, with North Carolina. So, but I mean, these guys, if you get through that unscathed, yeah. which would be nuts, I mean, you're going to Notre Dame, uh, probably a couple of top ranked teams in the country, and whoo. What opportunity that would be, and then to reward you from that, you got Florida State coming to town the next. This pit schedule, it's I, brutal. Didn't it's I tough. say that on our pit yeah. preview? I was like, this schedule is sneaky tough. Yeah, people yeah. are not giving it credit. I agree. Mac, speaking of uh, sneaky tough, this line hit minus seven and a half. I hate the half. I'm over not under. sure there's a number I hate more than yeah, seven, seven and a half. half. Over under is forty seven. I mean, we're, so we're thinking this is a defensive game. Yeah, which I. I don't know if I buy that. <laughs> I'm going to take Pitt. Pitt minus seven and a half. Let's do it. Oh, I don't Let's know. Do if, I, don't I believe know in the Nardus. You were leaning into me, telling you to lead on the people, or what? Uh, I'm I'm pretty convinced about this. I think they win by double digits, like ten, really, uh, maybe fourteen. Okay, uh, but I feel good about Pitt. I, I do. I think the defense is is super solid. I think that run game is going to be tough. And think about this. I mean, if you got two running. Teams and, and two pretty good defenses. This could be a quick game and a, a super low scoring game. So I might even I might even take the under. We'll see. Um, but for sure, taking Pitt there and yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. So are we tied? We're, we're three for three right now. I don't like this. We agree. We agree so far on the big oh. game big, big game breakdown. <laughs> now let's go to the speed round, Mac. We Come will on. see how we feel here. So let's talk about these ranked teams first, and then we'll just do quick thoughts on the other games. Southern Miss at number four, Florida State, 8.30 p.m. ACC Network. Mac and the boys Ooh. will be there live in Dope Campbell. Southern Miss coming off a big win. Uh, Billy Wiles, the old Billy. Clemson quarterback. I'm trying to say it like double. Billy Wiles Billy. Hey, Billy. is the quarterback at Southern Miss. He threw the ball really well in their first game. <laughs> Mac, this game, oh, there's so many. Now, Florida State's going to win. But the the spread is what I'm interested in. Florida State minus 31. Night game. Coming off the LSU game. Everyone's telling you you're amazing. This place is going to be packed, et cetera. Southern Miss is, is not terrible. They're actually a pretty good team. Can they cover the 31? That's what I'm thinking about. But why don't you tell us more about what you want to see from Florida State? And then I'll get back to the degenerate side of it. Are, are you about to put your name associated with? A Southern Miss team here. Actually, let I me save, let me let me save you real quick because I'm going to put some ground rules here. We are not going to pick games unless it is on ESPN Caesars deal. This is not. There's no spread. Really? So there's no I spread. am not going to allow you to pick this because if you put your graphic, okay, that's a Southern Miss. 
we will be booed from the ACC. So I'm I would kind of prefer to not pick this. There you go. I mean, spreads thirty and over spreads. Yeah, you're you're basically saying, okay, uh, Southern Miss isn't going to get that TD in garbage time with <laughs> two minutes to go. Like that's what you're trying to do. Exactly. Okay, I like that, exactly. Mac. So I'm, I'm you're taking some that. stress away from yeah. me tonight. Yeah, I'm helping you out. But this next one, 19. Uh, good luck with that. Yeah, we're, we're taking. Like, we're doing that. We'll one. talk about that. Uh, here's the deal. I think that Florida State is the best team in the country. I think Ooh. that because we've seen them, right? It, we we had this anticipation of what it could look like, and then we saw what it did look like. And it was against a really good LSU team who probably is going to mess around and win the SEC West again. Uh, and, and I think we saw all the pieces that I'm like, this could be really good, be great. Uh, when you look at that passing ability with Coleman and Travis, I mean, it was freaky. It was like the dudes have been playing for 10 years together. And it's only yeah. been like three months. Uh, so seeing that, I think that's only going to improve. I think the overall vibe of the team and just the the man, the execution in in just tough moments. You know, we, we saw that, and, and then just the sheer domination from these guys. I think Florida State understands what the opportunity is in front of them. I would really be disappointed if we see this like ten to seven first quarter. Right, like these guys need yeah. to understand the moment, dominate from Jump Street, run the heck out of the football with Benson and Tolafili and Travis if he wants to, uh, and, and really just you know just go out there and dominate. I think they certainly have that ability in this game, uh, but it's one of those things where you don't play to who's on the schedule. We play here to Florida State's standard, mm-hmm. and if you can't get up there, I'm sorry, it's going to be a lot to a little. Um, and I think that's where they are. I think that's what they do. So when you talk about playing to a standard, what you made me think of was the 2013 Florida State team. <laughs> they would show up against, and I, I would love to look up some of the scores, but they would show up against Southern Miss and they would score 80. Right. Like they just wouldn't care. Yeah. So can you get, can you do that if you're this Florida State team? I think that's going to be interesting, Mac. That's one reason to watch this game and also just to watch this offense work because right. it's so much fun right. to watch, Mac. <laughs> but you were talking about kind of the vibe with this team. When you have a Jordan Travis come back, when you have a Jared Verse choose to come back, uh, Johnny Wilson, Keon Coleman chooses to join this team, it feels like they know they have something special. Yeah. And, and they're not going to lose focus of that. Right, right. And that's exactly what Jared Verse said, right? He's like, we have these Avenger-level threats, and mm-hmm. I want to be a part of it. Uh, I've got some of the Avengers on my chest right here, so shout mm-hmm. out to that. It's also like a Marvel – I know you love superheroes – there's like a Marvel and DC crossover. Not allowed, but somebody did it. So here we are. Uh, anyway, I also cannot wait to freaking be there, KG. If you guys remember uh, from last year's coverage, I had the most beautiful little baby girl, and I wasn't able to go to Florida State. Oh, that's right. That was now, Florida State last year. This will be my first trip to Doak Campbell, not as an enemy. And so I'm excited to go down there. I can't wait. <laughs> Mac is no longer an enemy, Florida State yeah. fans. Some would say I'm their biggest fan. So who knows? We'll yes. Know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We are. We are. Okay. Our next game here, Mac, App State at number 17, North Carolina. North Carolina is a 19-point favorite, 5.15 p.m. kick on ACC Network. No one can forget what happened last year when these two played. <laughs> it was absolutely crazy. Both teams gave up a bajillion points. Yeah. North Carolina won that game by the skin of their teeth. This is a different App State team. Chase Bryce is no longer the quarterback, and North Carolina is obviously playing with a lot more confidence. And that defense, Mac, oh my goodness, <laughs> it looked so much better against South Carolina. 19. I, I don't think that number is that big, considering how many points North Carolina can score just yep. 
drop of a hat, yeah. and how good the defense is looking. But I did want to bring up the fact that Tez Walker has been deemed ineligible is just insane. Yeah. Makes me very sad for him and his family. But I also think that he could have unlocked maybe a different level for this North Carolina offense. So now that they don't know he's playing, they can adjust. Right. That's definitely a negative for you. No, it definitely is. And, you know, I've body slammed the NCAA enough yeah. uh, with, with radio and TV today. But it, it's such a shame that, that an organization whose sole purpose was created to help create mm-hmm. opportunity and support student and athletes has so severely lost their way in, in like, I, it's been a long time. Like, this is nothing new. Um, I think back to the women's college basketball tournament, NCAA tournament, a couple years ago, sure. where, I mean, they've got, like, two barbells and a couple of, <laughs> of dumbbells and say, yeah, here's like your five-pound dumbbells. Yeah, good luck. You know, figure it out. And just the way that we they treat people and, and take care of things, it's, it's such a shame. I, I, it's weird that they find, like, legitimate joy in hurting young men and women. And, and it's – I don't know. It's On such extreme technicalities. Like we talked about the two quarterbacks in the Pitt Cincy game that were both playing at their third school. Yes, they graduated to get to that school. But Tez Walker didn't play. He didn't right. play at his first school. Right. Right. COVID canceled a season. And it's like, just crazy. What do, what do you gain in CAA by saying he's ineligible? Who cares? I, I don't know. Why is that your job? Why is that your role? No one. Like get out. Like go do anything. Take your ball. Go anywhere else in the world. We We don't want you. Anyway. Uh, I agree with you. I don't think it's a big number, KG. Obviously, it, it, it is. But I think that North Carolina is going to be out to prove a point. I think they're going to be playing for their boy, Tez, and uh, yeah. you know, really want to want to make a statement that you know they they are playing for him. Um, I think Dre's Drake Dre. I think Drake's going to going to play to a, a whole new level. And you remember the game last year that that number was I think like three and a half or three. Yeah, so it was actually spot on. It was just the over under that got and it was at app. Too. Yeah, and add app. So I think that you know North Carolina rolls here. I think we see them again have a very balanced attack. Uh, run game is sweet. The thing that I'm interested in is can that defense do it again? Like can they continue? Mm, and I'm right, not saying nine right. sacks. Like don't don't hear what I'm not saying. But, but just continue to look. look can they look like that? And can they apply pressure and get after it? Um, that will be fascinating to see. This App State team is just who they are. They're going to run the football, so you might not get as many opportunities to get after the quarterback. Um, but stay stout, stop that run. Um, ironically enough, if they hold App State to sub, you know, 120 yards, that will be extremely impressive yeah. for a rushing attacks perspective. Then we'll say, all right, all right, let's yeah. let's see it. Let's see it again, North Carolina. Right. That should be a good game. Max, something called Lafayette is playing at number 21 Duke. Hold on. I you honestly pick. you didn't pick. I gotta hear it. Where are you going? You going? Oh, you and covering. Did I not say that? I'm sorry. Maybe you did. North Carolina minus hear. 19. All right, I'm with North you. North Carolina I'm minus 19. You. I'm with you. I apologize. Gosh, we keep agreeing. Proceed. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I don't know what Lafayette is. I don't think that's in Louisiana. I don't know what it is. Um, at number 21, Duke, 6 p.m. on ACC Network Extra. Duke is ranked, Mac. We've Ooh. been telling y'all. Finally, um, obviously they were going to get ranked after they beat Clemson, but they should have been ranked to start the year. This is a really good Duke team. Couldn't find a spread on this one, so it doesn't really matter from that regard. But just continue to see Duke look good. Play like a ranked team, right? It's kind of what, not to Florida State's level, obviously, but play to that standard. That's what we want to see from Duke. Yeah, no, 100%. And, and again, you know, you talk about knowing Duke was good. I just am referring back to all these conversations with people that I had when they're like just totally dismissing this team, 
saying it was a, a one-off, blah, 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 that they can't do the turnovers again. They, they, they don't have the schedule. Uh, listen, Riley Leonard is the real deal. Coach Elko is the real deal. And uh, Clemson fans, and us included, saw yeah, that up close and personal. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Duke rolls. I, I think we see them win pretty comfortably here. All right, Mac. Our last game that we're going to spend a good amount of time on, then we're going to speed round. But I'm sure some listeners are interested in this one. Charleston Southern at number 25, Clemson. 215 on ACC Network. Clemson drops in the polls but remains ranked. Uh, we broke down the Clemson-Duke game on Wednesday's episode. If you missed that, go listen to it. The main thing that I want to see is just to see this offense look like they can execute, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Look like they can be explosive. You got If you can't put together some explosive plays against Charleston Southern, then we've got some issues. I'm not sure how much we'll learn from the defense, but I think we can learn something offensively. Yeah. And I, I think the, uh, you know, what you want to see here is guys play a lot. Um, and maybe we don't get that chance because, you know, at the end of the day, Coach Sweeney has kind of his mindset on how he approaches these games and he gets a bunch of guys a lot of reps. And, you know, I, I think it, it would be beneficial, though, to see Kate Klubnick yeah. and company play into the fourth quarter. Like, I agree. And execute at a very high level. And, you know, I'm not saying score 70 points, but that would be nice to see that, uh, you know, where, where they're executing, taking shots, just on the same page. You know, not guys not having MAs, guys dominating the way that they should and the way that we think. Um, because, quite frank, if, if you look anywhere on the national media, Clemson's done. Like, the, the dynasty is over. Uh, people are putting a nail in this coffin. And, you know, whether that's fair or not, I, I don't quite think so. But, you know, prove that it's not. Like, go out each mm-hmm. and every week. Uh, with with that mindset, with that mentality that you want to, you know, put up a lot of points and, and physically dominate people. So this would be a great step to that. And, uh, you know, if we get to see it, great. If not, you know, it's, it's maybe not unexpected that we don't. <laughs> I'd love to see Clemson play and look mad. Right. That's kind of what I want to see. Yeah, that'd be cool. Look like you are mad and upset about what happened week one. Yeah, because quite frankly, I, I think if, if Florida State wasn't week four, I think maybe you could afford to ease. And right, do but Florida State's coming. Them, but it's there. And uh, yeah. you have to point. demonstrate to yourself, you you use the confidence word a, a lot, mm-hmm. you have to be create the confidence, okay? We right. got to get going uh, and, and move this thing and, and feel accordingly. Or, I mean, that, that could be an ugly game. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. The in-game <laughs> confidence, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Establish that. All right, Matt, we have six more games <laughs> and we are going to run through these super fast and we're just going to say a few things about them. So, Matt, start us off. Let's go. All right. So, I'm first up here. Vanderbilt traveling to Wake Forest, uh, 11 o'clock. We have brunch on the Woo! menu for ACC Network. Uh, 10 is the number there for Wake Forest. They're the favorites. I, I just want to see a clean game from Mitch Griffiths. Obviously, SEC caliber of opponent. Um, you know, Big time game. You want to see it. Hey, it's there. I'm going to talk about it, KG. That logo's on that jersey. Um, you got to get this dub and, and just want to see a complete clean game. No silly mistakes, no stalling out. Um, and what take what they give you. You know, I, I think a year ago, Vanderbilt tried to load up the box so you couldn't run. So, you know, Wake Forest said, okay, we'll go over the top. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they play them this year and, and just how does Wake, you know, get it done. Pick. Or we're doing it at the end. We'll do it at the end. Let's do them all together okay. at the end. Picks at the end. I like that. All right. Next game here. Purdue at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's a two and a half point favorite. Noon on ESPN2. 
Purdue lost to Fresno State at home week one, blew an 11-point lead in the second half. (laughs) They do have – I know. They have Hudson Card, the old Texas quarterback. I was looking at Purdue, and I was like, how do I know that name? He was at Texas. And Deion Burks had 152 yards receiving. So that's the guy you need to know, Virginia Tech fans. you got to slow him down. But I liked how Grant Wells looked. Ali Jennings is that dude. This game is in Lane Stadium. It's not a night game again. Kind of the negative, as we were talking about with NC State. But those Hokie fans, they're just going to show up. I think Virginia Tech is able to get this done. I like Virginia Tech covering the two and a half. I could see them winning a field goal. You get a cover there, winning by three or seven. I think the Hokies get it done, Mac. Oh, we're not giving picks. Why do I do that? Why do I always do that? I'm the worst. I'm with you on it. I'm with you on it, though. So that makes sense to me. Um, This next game, Holy Cross at Boston College. In the wise words of Kelly Gramlich, this is a you better not. This is a you better not. Yes, sir. Figure it out. Well done. However it takes, whatever Figure it, it takes. Whoever needs to play quarterback, go get a manager from the stands. Do what you got to do, BC. Do not lose this game. Do not lose this game. Right. And that's about all you I'm said that perfectly. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Great about. analysis. <laughs> similarly, uh, James Madison is playing at Virginia at uh, noon on ESPN. I don't know if this U. is similar. I don't know if this is similar. No, I know. James <laughs> Madison's a six and a half point favorite. I'm going to say on a serious note, this will be Virginia's first home game since the tragedy. That's great. They're playing football. The fans are going to be there. I think that is going to be a celebration in itself. Um, On the flip side, Tony Maskett is day-to-day. We don't know if he's going to play. Good news is Chico Bennett is day-to-day, so he might play. That's Virginia's best player, probably top to bottom. But the Tony Maskett stuff makes me nervous. UVA is at home. (sighs) This is a tough one for me, Mac. You have to wait for our picks because that's what we're doing, and I just remember that. But I don't know, Mac. I don't think this is just a JMU covers no problem. I'll put it that way. Oh, you think it's interesting. Well, Mm -hmm. obviously you're picking UVA. Okay, that's weird. Uh, All right, so here we go. Uh, Last one for me here. South Carolina (laughs) State traveling down the road a little bit to Atlanta uh, to face Georgia Tech. South Carolina State 0-2, you know, I, I think Georgia Tech rolls here. It'd be good to see them get back on the field, obviously yeah. not being able to finish against Louisville, um, who, as we're recording this, we're going back in time for you guys, is winning 28-0 to uh, before halftime. Louisville's going to get it done. They're playing quite well. Uh, good to see that. Uh, but, yeah, just, just want to see Georgia Tech get back on the field, do their thing. And uh, I, I think, you know, this should be a this should be a blow. This should win pretty pretty good. Agreed. Haynes King, see that offense get back to business and just see how good they can be. Yeah. Western Michigan at Syracuse, our last game here, Max. Syracuse is a 24-point favorite, mm. 3.30 p.m. on ACC Network Extra. That is a big number. Syracuse big number. put up 65 in their first game. Western Michigan, this is my just nugget for Western Michigan. They ran the ball. Their first game, they played St. Francis of Pennsylvania. Oh, yes. I don't know what level football yes. that is. Good. Western good, Michigan. Good level of football. Elite, right. Western Michigan ran the ball 67 times for 339 yards in week one. So Syracuse and this 335 needs to be prepared to stop the run, Mac. That is a pretty big number, but I think Syracuse will get it done. We'll see about the number. Uh, Let's go backwards here. Let's start with the Syracuse game. So are are you taking Cuse? Are you taking the the 24 here? Uh, That's a huge... It makes me nervous a big that that number is that big. Yeah. But I think Vegas knows what they're doing. Sure. I'm going to take. I'm going to take Syracuse. Yeah. Syracuse I, at home. Yeah. I, I think I am too. You know, shout out to our guy over at Western Michigan. Um, 
you know, the new head coach there, as I'm saying this, I forget his name. I'm trying to look it up so frantically, so quickly. Is it our guy? It's my guy. Oh, uh, Lance Taylor. Sorry, Lance. Oh, okay. Listening. Coach Taylor's a big fan of the podcast. Sorry for, for butchering that. Uh, yeah, but I think it's a great opportunity for him. I don't think you're going to be able to run the ball on the on Syracuse like that. You know, it's just bigger, faster, stronger guys. Um, I am also taking cues with the points. Let's reevaluate this Virginia situation, KG, because six and a half, which is probably worse, or actually, no, I think it's better uh, than seven. Who are you going with here? JMU? Virginia? A lot of emotion in this game? A lot of emotion. I... <laughs> If Tony Musket was good to go, it wasn't a day-to-day situation, I probably would feel better about this one, Mac. Mm-hmm. Golly, mm-hmm. I hate this game. Just do it. Just lose. I'm going to do lose it. Lose more. Virginia. Lose more. Virginia plus oh! six and a half. <laughs> Separation on, Saturday, Hayes. baby. Come on, Hayes. I am going with JMU. And All right. Good. It might get weird. Let me just say okay. that. It might get weird. All right. I All like right. that we're different. Purdue, Virginia Tech. We already picked that. We're both with Virginia Tech. Away. Is that That's the last on one? Are we done? No, Vandy Wake. Oh, yeah. I think Wake dominates. I think they excellent. Do. Vandy covers. Oh, this is crazy. let's go, baby. This is crazy. this is gonna be a difference maker. I can't wait. I can't wait. So I think the way it shakes out, KG, you have the possibility to tie at best, maybe. Is that what it is? Uh, uh, I, I know I can take the lead you because I somehow, somehow believe in Vanderbilt and Virginia. Here That's we go. amazing. Two very smart schools. Um, I could yeah, not get into either of them without football. Uh, But that's it from us, guys. Friday is here. Check it out. The huddle. You got to tune in. We're going to be at Tallahassee. A little bit of a weird game. We're not going to have to work as much because there's so many games. Uh, But, you know, it'll be fun. You wouldn't work so much, man. That's right. We we do a lot. But it's a lot of fun. Check us out there. Uh, But that's it from us. We need you guys to go over to YouTube. Watch this. It's a lot of fun. Great interviews coming up. Next week, we'll be back on a normal schedule. Monday, Wednesday, Friday and really get things going off. So big shout-out to our friends over at Ingles. Uh, and, of course, we need you guys to go to Apple Podcasts as well. Rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see you all.